Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. We are at the turn here on the Burns and Gambo Show, the halfway point, so it's time to get you caught up on everything going on in sports. It's a little ditty we call the 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We start with the Phoenix Suns, off today before taking on Portland on back-to-back days on Thursday or on Friday and Saturday. Both at home, head coach Monty Williams was asked about the status of DeAndre Ayton, who was doing quite a bit of stuff at practice today. We'll see. He, he went through a good practice today, but we'll see how how he responds uh, to the practice. But we don't have like a definitive answer just yet. You're hearing maybe Saturday. Well, they were hoping, the last I heard, they were hopeful for one of these two games, but leaning more towards Saturday uh, if possible. So I just, I don't think there's a lot of chance that he'd play in both of those games, so I would expect Saturday. Uh, but again, I think they were hopeful that he'd be able to play in one of these. Unusual situation to play the same team on back-to-back nights like this. Devin Booker talked about it today. I like it. Um... That's baseball like. You know, I think it's cool. You know, whatever happens, result of the first game. You know, the, the second one is going to have this type of motivation from the night before. So, you know, I'm cool with it. It is kind of baseball like, and it, it does is. cut down on a little bit of travel. Sure, Portland gets to just stay here and I don't not mind complain. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind, mind it at all. In case you missed it from last night, former President Barack Obama was in town with an address, and he brought up the rumor about him and the Suns. These rumors about me and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I didn't know I was in the market, and by the way, neither did Michelle. But I will say this, the Suns are looking pretty good. That's about all you would say about it. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off. That would also, uh, I should also bring up that now that the Commanders might be for sale. Jeff Bezos. There's a rumor that Jeff Bezos wants him some Washington Commanders. And if so, that might, if he was ever in the Suns market, that might take him right on out. NFL or NBA. He's got a chance for an NFL franchise. I think he's going to jump at that. I would think. I mean, you can get the NBA for less, but are you going to make as much? I don't know. Speaking of the NFL, we're waiting on an injury report for the Cardinals. They're getting ready to take on the Seahawks, a team that they just played a few weeks ago. Cliff Kingsbury. There's always things you didn't get to that you would like to, and the way they're playing in the last three weeks, really, three-game win streak, they're playing at a really high level. So we know, I think, what probably they're going to do. They know what we're going to do, and it's just about execution. I thought the last time we played them, they, they executed at a really high level in all three phases, and we got to kind of match that if we want a chance to win this. Cliff Kingsbury, Pete Carroll says, you don't necessarily know what we're going to do. There's a uniqueness to that, and uh, we want to make sure that we take advantage of every aspect of that. It's a different preparation. I wanted it to be unique. I didn't want it to be like, okay, we know these guys and we played them before. I want to make sure that we start all over again and we're really fresh with it in, in general. So uh, that's how we're going about it. Yeah, so it's not going to be, might not be the same. Might not be the same. Plus that again, defense is why, playing a little bit better for again, Seattle. You, you have concepts and you build off of them and you show different things at different times so nobody can get too accustomed to what you're doing. Yeah. So you're supposed to do it. Game five of the World Series wow. is tonight's after a combined no-hitter from the Astros in game four yesterday. Christian 
Javier in the bullpen. He is no so, hit the Phillies. He was. He is so good. Sick. He was. He, sick. And they, listen, and I like it. Right, they got him out at just the right amount of time so they could save him if they need to use him again. He struck out nine. He walked two through six innings. Um, it, it's he's been incredible for them. I think he got to what? What? He, how many pitches did he get to? Ninety-seven, I think. Something along those lines. Yeah. Then yes. they took him out of the game. Uh, but combined no hitter. It was incredible to watch. The Astros pummeled the Phillies in that one. And now you go tonight, Game Five. You got Justin Verlander, who has one of the highest DRAs in the history of the World Series, against Noah Syndergaard, former Met star, started the season with the Angels, and then got traded to Philadelphia. Of course, the only other no hitter in the history of the World Series uh, was Don Larson back in baseball signed by him. Do you really? I yeah. got one that says to Gambo, you're perfect, Don Larson. Really? Yes. You have <laughs> signed me a baseball said to Gambo, you're perfect, Don Larson. And what he gave it to you when you were like nine and you've just believed it ever since? I I thought he said he signed it. To Gambo, you're perfect, Don Larson. Of course, there's that? a bet going on with this World Series with the Cardinals. You got Zach Ertz, a Philly guy, and JJ Watt, a Houston guy. And there's a little bit of a wager going on here. Here's I Ertz. didn't know that. I, I didn't know it either until just now. Here's Ertz. Uh, I don't know. Phillies, I'm not worried about them. I, I like the Phillies. I'm rooting for them, of course. JJ and I have a bet. Uh, he's obviously a Houston fan. Tough one last night, but flush that loss and move on and um, hopefully find a way to win this one in Philly. We need this one. So what was the bet? Uh, just some outfits, you know. <laughs> Gentlemen's bet. Outfits? Yeah, like I- I'll wear a... Oh, you know how I'll yeah. wear a You'll dress up suit as the, and you dress, you dress up, up as, as the Philly fanatic. Yeah, and something you dress like up that. as Mattress Mac. <laughs> something like you, you're the Philly fanatic and you're Mattress Mac. <laughs> something like that. Coyotes, the only local team in action tonight. They end their first homestand at Mullet Arena, taking on the Dallas Stars. Now it's a puck drop at 7 o'clock right here on Arizona Sports. We have bonus burns and gambo until pregame coverage at 6.30. Bonus. You can hear the game right here. Yes. Yeah, listen, they, hope they, they had the they lost to, to um, Winnipeg. Then they lost to the Rangers 3-2. Bounced back and beat uh, Florida. And now they finish up this four-game homestand with Dallas. Yeah, decision time when it comes to the organization about Dylan Gunther. He can play one more game with them before they have to decide whether he's going to occupy a spot on the roster this year or whether they're going to send him down to kind of save a year for him. And uh, we had Bill Armstrong on the show earlier, and he, he left it very vague in terms of what their intentions yeah, were so with this, Dylan. This will be the last game, and then they've got to make a decision. Yeah, junior eligible players are only permitted to play a maximum of nine NHL games and that's it. If he plays the 10th game, the first year of his contract kicks in, so we'll see what happens there. Not a banner day in the NBA and that means a lot of legalese. Kyrie Irving going to make a donation to anti-hate organizations. He said he opposes hatred and oppression, but NBA Commissioner Adam Silver doesn't think it's enough and he wants to meet with the Brooklyn Nets star face to face. People call for him to be suspended. So, I mean, Adam Silver, he's, you know, Adam Silver's in charge of the league and he's got to protect the league and the advertisers and the investments and everybody. And, you know, you can't have that. So he's going to speak to Kyrie personally. And I don't think Kyrie apologized. Not really. Right. And I think a lot of people are upset with that too, because there was not any sincere apology by Kyrie. Yeah. He had a big media meet today and it did not go well. He didn't, he didn't, he offered regret for some of the things that he had said, but not a full on apology. 
Baldy. And yeah, you're right. There are people around the NBA who are calling for his suspension. Charlotte Hornets restricted free agent Miles Bridges pleaded no contest to a felony domestic violence charge Thursday morning. He'll face three years of probation and no jail time. And then a former clinical psychologist for the San Antonio Spurs filed a lawsuit this morning alleging the organization ignored her repeated reports of indecent exposure by Josh Primo. Lottery pick from 2021. Yeah, who was released by the team last week. He was the 12th pick overall. He was cut. She alleges that he had been exposing himself to her for months and the organization had done nothing about it. So she's suing. Oh, and James Harden is out for a month. He's got a right tendon strain in his foot. No surprise. No surprise. Best punter in the history of the NFL passed away. I was about to get to that as a matter of fact. Best punter in the history. First round draft pick. Around the NFL, Ray Guy, Hall of Fame punter with the Raiders, died at the age of 72. Yeah, first round. The the first punter in the history of the NFL that got drafted in the first round. He was considered the best All-Pro eight times, six first-team All-Pro, three Super Bowl rings with the Raiders, 76, 80, and 83, and he's considered the greatest punter that ever played the game. Yeah, he is uh, the the Ray Guy Award is handed out to the collegiately the best punter every single year. He's, I mean, honestly, ask me to name five punters right now. I'm going to start with Ray Guy every single time. He's, he's one of the few that I can name in the history of the NFL. He was, the very he was at it. that good. No surprise, and we referenced this earlier, the Miami Dolphins have agreed with linebacker Bradley Chubb on a $110 million extension. You kind of figured after they gave up a first-round pick for him, they were going to want to keep him, and they did keep him with that contract extension. Tied, tied to the Dolphins for the next six years, so they get uh, they get him locked up for a long time after they make that trade. No Brandon Cooks tonight, Thursday night football. It's funny. It's Philly versus Houston in the World Series. It's Philly versus Houston tonight on Thursday night football. The Texans hosting the undefeated Eagles. But Brandon Cooks, who was not traded on the deadline on Monday and might have a problem with that, and that might be one of the reasons why he's not playing tonight. Well, that could be, and you would think that they would have looked to have moved him, a team that's 1-5 and five and one tie that's completely out of it, taking on a 7-0 and Philly team. And everybody's got their eyes on Philly to see how long they could keep this going and see if they could get to be an undefeated team. I don't think they'll do it, but there's, they're nine games away right now, and they should get it to win tonight. And then a couple of wide receivers, it was announced they're out for the season. Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman undergoing foot surgery. He is out for the rest of the Tough. year. I really like that kid coming out of the draft from uh, Minnesota. I thought he was a dynamic player, but he's had some injuries to start his career. And Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas going to get put on IR. He will likely miss the rest of the season as he needs toe surgery. Yeah, it's just a, that's a big blow to them. He hasn't played in a game since the Carolina game in week three, so he's been out on IR, and now they're going to shut him down. He has missed a lot of time as of late. A lot of time. That is our 4 o'clock reset. You're caught up. Everything going on in the world of sports, all in one spot right here for you on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction coming to the Footprint Center for the Spirits on Fire Tour on November 18th. Head to the contest page now at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and for your chance to win tickets. Is it time to bring back Kevin Durant Watch for good here on the Burns and Gambo Show? We'll talk about it next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, Kevin Durant Watch. The latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's kind of like a, remember record players, old records. You used to pull the vinyl out of the sleeve, dust it off. Huh? Do you remember getting records in cereal boxes? Yes. You remember that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Used to get a record in a remember cereal. Cereal used to have come with prizes, like a little, like a little yeah. forty-five. Uh, my mother always yeah. hated it because the first thing I would do is open the box and just reach my hand way down inside the cereal box to, well, of course, see what I could get. What, what were you supposed to do? Like wait until you poured enough cereal out of the yeah. box to get to yeah. the treat? God no. Yeah. Every kid everywhere did the same thing. Just reached all the way into your dirty hands and right into the box and yeah. I mean, yeah. duh. I mean, come on, what am Mom, I gonna that's get? What we do. Yeah, what am I gonna get. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, Kevin. Kevin Durant watch. It's an oldie but a goodie. We, we've pulled it out of the archives. Maybe it is time to start talking about it again. Uh, the Kyrie Irving yeah. stuff, we, we covered that in the 4 o'clock reset. How badly does he want to get out of there right now? I gotta He's got to want to get KD's out of there. like, come on, man. Seriously. I should have just held I should have just held on for dear life and not come back. Coaches. Now, I, I, I mean, he went so far. Like, he went so far. Yep. I... Nash and Marks have to get fired, or I'm, or I'm not coming. And and then he came back. Mm-hmm. Like you would just, you would cross that line. You had done everything. You should have just stood your ground and waited for a try. And the other thing, like I said, you probably should have opened it up for a few more teams. But the Nets had so much invested in this team, they wanted to give it one more, one more run. Two weeks into the season, it looks like okay, that wasn't that wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it to see if one more run was worth it. No, I I, I still think I still think they're going to give it one more try because they're they're hiring the guy now. That's going to be its own mess, right? I mean, you, yes. you think these Kyrie Irving press conferences are a mess? You wait until Ime Yudoka has his first press conference. That's going to be in New York with everything that they accused him of doing in Boston and with the suspension, oh, he's going to get grilled, right? He's going to get grilled. That's coming to a theater near you. But I do think in Brooklyn, before we can have any real legitimate talk about are they going to try to trade Kevin Durant, they're going to try to see if Yudoka can come in, former Nets assistant, games. Yeah, yeah. and give him a third of the season to see if he can get some life out of that team. Now, if they can't, and we get 30 games in, and they're just as bad now as they just about then as they are now under Udoka. Well, then absolutely at that point, because part of the reason they were holding on to Kevin Durant too was this belief they can still be good. I don't know. We still have a good sure. team. Yeah, if him yeah. with Kyrie and then ben, yeah. and then Ben Simmons was coming in, right? But Ben Simmons hasn't been any good. There's even reports now that his name is uh, involved in trade talks as they hope to salvage this. They're eight games into the season, and there's stories. Uh, Yahoo's got a story that dysfunctional Nets have only one choice, and that's to trade Kevin Durant. SI's got a story. Ben Simmons' name is in trade talks as they hope to salvage their season. Like this, you're eight games into the season. You already fired your coach. Yep. Like, yeah, they'll give it a certain amount of time to see if Odoka can get it right. But you're right, man. He's coming in with baggage. A lot of people, a lot of people, nobody's really said exactly what happened. You know, there's the, you know, it was consensual and then it got kind of weird. And the language that was used. People, I think that there's use. a lot more to that story that uh, that people just don't know about. Yep, and and it's a total desperation, right? This is a former Nets assistant they're bringing in, hoping yeah. he can reach these players that Steve yeah, Nash never fact, could. They they hired Nash over him. They yep. didn't hire him. They they let him go. Yep, 
they hired Nash. And he ended up taking the division rival to the NBA Finals. They'll, they'll give it another shot, but but make no mistake, and you sent me a link to one today, already a story about how you referenced it a second ago. Dysfunctional hey, team. Time for the Nets to think about trading Kevin Durant. Yeah. Time to start thinking about it. And I would suspect if we get to that trade deadline and the Nets are, are as bad then as they are now, they will have no choice but to explore it. None. We should have a time like, you know, we should all pick a what's the day where Kevin Durant says, I need to get out of here. <laughs> Like, cause that day may come. Like, that may day, and they should want to revisit it. They should truly want to revisit it if this season that is, has no chance of leading to a championship. If they've got no chance of winning a championship, he's 34 years old. Yeah. He's like, this is your last effort to get maximum value out of Kevin Durant. Now, to your point, if it does come around again, does he expand the list of teams that he'd be willing to go to to make it easier? I would agree. He'd be crazy to just say, I'm only going to go here. I'm only going to go there. No, you want out bad. You want out. out, This is out. Get out. You know, Mm. I mean, we'll send you here. You got to be willing to go there. You've got to be willing to play there because they're going to give up a whole bunch of draft picks for you. The Suns. Let's just see where the Suns are at. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts with the Suns yeah, right now. They're in a now. good spot. They're in a really good spot. Record's yeah. fine. Bench is fine. They're winning games. The Cam Johnson, Mikkel Bridges experiment working very well can so I, far. Can I tell you what I'm worried about? What are you worried about? The Warriors. Making a deal for Kevin Durant. They're not good right now. That would piss me off. Okay, that's that would be my worry. That would make me so mad. What are they, three and five? Three and five. They lost again last night. Not to the, playing two well. nights to go to the Heat, yeah. They're like, winning right now. They're playing as we speak. Are they yeah. really? I believe they're playing. I think they're on the East Coast somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing. I would worry about the Warriors. If things don't go right, and you know, you, you've got Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond, they, they all want to win. Yeah. They don't care about money and taxes. Would they give up some of those young players to get one more run at it with, the, with Durant right now? That would be my fear. Would that would be Golden State? The, the Suns, they're in a good spot. They may feel like we don't have to do. It. And now maybe to to your point, I think you mentioned this the other day. Maybe the price comes down. Because I did that the other day. Maybe the price comes down for a number of reasons. One, they're more desperate to trade him. Like in the summer, they didn't have to trade him. They were in control. You may not. They may not be in control anymore. Right. Hey, we're going to hold on to Kevin Durant. Yeah, good for you. You're not. <laughs> you know. You know. You're no threat to win anything with him. Why? You, that like the threat was. We're just going to keep him. We don't have to trade him. We want to. You know. And then he comes back, and you got Kyrie and Simmons, and you you make a run for it. The problem is they're really bad. Yeah. So the leverage. The leverage of we're going to hold on to him. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Let's see how that gets goes. Yeah, it, for you. it vanishes, and then it becomes the mentality turns one into all right. You know what? We thought we had a nice run in us. We don't we have to take a take a stick of dynamite to this and we don't and again we've said this about the Nets we said it all summer we'll say it again the problem with the Nets is they don't have any of their draft picks they sent them all away in the in yeah, the Harden deal right deal. so if they're really about to embark on a rebuild they need picks upon picks upon picks and the Suns have plenty of picks to give up if that's what they want and that and that's where the Suns might have the leverage of saying yeah over the summer you wanted guy X and guy Y and guy Z we're not going to give you those guys. This is what we're going to give you. We'll give you our picks, but you are not in a position to dictate which not players Cam, we are not giving to you anymore. Yeah. You'll get expiring contracts and you'll get all of our picks. Now, maybe all of that is a pipe dream and maybe none of that happens. And you know what? Maybe there's a segment of the Suns fan base, and we talked about this too the other day, that doesn't want the Suns to trade for Kevin Durant if I things don't. are going well and they're winning games. I'll, I'll continue to believe this. And we said this the other day. 
They don't need Kevin Durant in the regular season. They're going to win 54 games with him. They're going to win 54 games without him. Right? They're good. They're really, really good. Can you win 16 games in the postseason with what you've got? And that's where Kevin Durant brings it. If Kawhi doesn't come back at full strength to the Clippers, if the Warriors really are, you know, they really have hit the expiration button on the age, then yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they can win 16 games. Philly's no good. The Nets are no good. Boston's got some issues. I know, but those are what we're Milwaukee's, making. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Milwaukee's good. Like it's it's tough because you are borrowing from window two to win in window one. <laughs> you are. It's a home equity line of credit. <laughs> it is. It's a home equity line of credit. I've got equity in my house. Ah. I'm going to pull it out. <laughs> I'm going to pay for the floors. <laughs> window two has Book and Cam and McHale and DA and all of those draft picks. Yeah. But you're going to take those draft picks away from window two. So the ability to go get Shea Gilgis, Alexander, or somebody else with all those draft picks vanishes to put him into window one. You're basically borrowing from window two to get to window one. It hurts window two tremendously. Sure, it does. It does. But it does help window one. And it's really does. I mean, I understand what you're saying. It really does come down to can, you know, this team looks great now, but are they capable of winning in the playoffs when it matters? And the Clippers don't look great now and the Warriors don't look great now. Is that going to be the same four months from now, right? I mean, like I, right. I, I happen to think the Clippers are going to be fine. I happen to think the Warriors are going to be fine. It's just early. They're easing their way into the season. I still think they're going to be legitimate teams that you're going to have to beat come the playoffs. And, and so for me, I want all the reinforcements in the playoffs I can get. I want Kevin Durant. Not at the cost of gutting the roster and trading everybody to go get him. Certainly you can make a more responsible deal now. But I still think if the goal here is to be the first to 16 wins in April and May and June, I'd rather have Kevin Durant than not. Even if it hurts window two. Even if it hurts window two. I, you know what? I, I I disagree. I know you do. I do disagree right now. I'm and, all... I may be, and I'm not saying this isn't a right. I don't know. We don't know. No, we don't. But man, I... I you're, you're big I on... really like window two. I know you do. I, know I you really do. like what's behind door number two. Yep. I know. So we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. Now, when we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, lights, camera... Action. I believe it's one week from last night. The Arizona Cardinals will make their debut on Hard Knocks. Are they ready for their moment in the spotlight? That's coming up. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. It's what we do at 4.30 here on the Burns and Gambo show. And we do it with Eric Ruby. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Jay Crowder not taking too kindly to a tweet from the account StatMuse pointing out the fact that Cam Johnson scored more than Jay Crowder ever did in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Man, why'd I gotta go there? He quickly deleted the tweet. Um, but you know, and he didn't like badmouth Cam at all, but he was being a little grumpy about it. And that kind of inspired this question from Eric today. What do you got? Well, I had to restrain myself from talking. Typing this one out in all caps, but now hypo- that, that would have been that would have been first class trolling Probably right should have there. Done that, but yeah. hypothetically, with the way the Suns team is currently constructed and all the good vibes that are happening around it, are you still open to welcoming Jay Crowder back to the team if that's what he desires? Yes or no? Yes. 
Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, and yeah, we've said hypothetically because we've heard nothing about this happening. Right. Like this is this is something we just invented. There's no sources on this one. Nobody's reporting that maybe he's just hypothetical. But the fact that it, it almost felt like the tweet had a little bit of a let me try to burn a bridge. See if that lights a fire on. But the he stars hasn't burned any movie. bridges here. No, no but, listen, I'm sure there's behind the scenes stuff, but he hasn't publicly come out and ripped Monty or ripped James Jones or ripped the t- The fact that he's not here speaks volumes. I get it. But there's nothing public where he's like, well, I just, you know, listen, I want to be somewhere where they want me to be. Like, I I, I don't think there's anything that has burned the bridge publicly. Not burned it, but he, he just it just seems like he's trying to make it a little uncomfortable, maybe, to kind of spur the Suns into some kind of action, which is why I thought it'd be a good question to ask. What's our audience? It was pretty overwhelming when we rolled this out. Still, the it was same? 70-30 when we first rolled it out with 70% of people welcoming Jay back with open arms. It's actually gotten a little bit closer 67.4% are saying they would welcome him back. 32.6% are saying no. So slightly closer over the last two hours. More than anything, pre-show prep, we were just talking. We knew it was going to be overwhelming. We wanted to know how overwhelming it was going to be, right? Like yeah. what, what percentage of our audience on Twitter would say, you know what? No, I don't want him can, back. Listen, can he help them? Yes or no? Yes, he can. Okay, but well then, then that, answer, that should that's answer the question. Well, I think, uh, is he going to be a problem in the locker room? I think that's also part of the question. And I don't think he would be. Um, I'd welcome him back in a New York minute. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it. Burns and Gambo Twitter page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where it's at. This is your Cardinal injury report so far for this game against Seattle. That's where there's at. Buda Baker did not practice today, just like yesterday. In fact, all of these guys did not practice yesterday just like, or did not practice today just like yesterday. Rodney Hudson, he's already been ruled out. DJ Humphreys did practice. Jonathan Ledbetter didn't practice. Christian Matthew didn't practice. Max Garcia didn't practice. Oh, my God. And Buddha didn't practice. All right? What is man? The rest of the guys are this limited. Every week. Every week. Every week. Every week. Uh, James Conner was limited. Dennis Gardeck was limited. Byron Murphy Jr. was limited. Matt Prater was limited. He's the only kicker on the roster, by the way. Cameron Thomas was limited. Josh Jones practiced in full today. So a big, healthy injury list. Obviously... The ones that concern us are Buddha not practicing for the second straight day and DJ Humphreys not practicing for the second straight day. Those are the two that jump out. Rodney Hudson, we already know he's not going to play. Right. You and know. James Conner? Limited. He was limited. Uh, Gardeck was limited. Byron Murphy was limited. Cameron Thomas was limited. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's big. Man, list. It's a big man. list. Right, let's see if I can. See, see what I can find out on those guys. See if I can get an update. Yep, we go. We go into another game, and you're missing the entire left side of your offensive line and your center. That's going to just keep making things really challenging, isn't it? For the Cardinals, to have to yeah. deal with when they're missing their offensive linemen. It is. Now, I just here's the thing, right? We have never used that as an excuse for why they've had the record they have. They have had a lot of injuries, probably more than most teams in the league. Right among the, that got to be top five. They missed key players on the offensive line. They missed key players on a defensive line. They missed key players at running back, a wide receiver. But not at one point this year have we ever brought that up as an excuse as to why they have the record they have. And it's got to stay that way. It has to stay that way. 
I mean, now this and internally, they might say, listen, we this was a bad year for us. And maybe you could sell that to Michael if you're the coach and the GM and the front office. And hey, we were just never healthy. We never had a chance. We couldn't get out of the gates. We were missing deep. hop for six games. And then Hollywood goes down. James Conner goes down. Um, Rodney Hudson hasn't played four straight weeks. Justin Pugh's out for the year. Like you can make that argument if you're trying to sell it to somebody as to why you're three and five. Now we look, you got to have depth. You can't have excuses. You got to win with what you have. That's why you've got five running backs. If James Conner goes down yeah. or Dan D will, D wills out now, right? It's two of the top two running backs in the year for the year aren't playing. You got to go to your third running back. You got to go to your fourth running back. You got to go to your fifth running back is out. He got injured. So you could, you could make excuses if you wanted to, if you want to call it that, or maybe people in the organization, look, it's not really an excuse. It is what it is. It's a reason, we, right? We, here's the reason we haven't won. We haven't been healthy all year. All year we haven't been healthy. Fans don't care about that. No. That's why fans, I said fans we don't. We have not once used that as an excuse no. for why they are three and five. Because they had injuries last year, too. You know? I mean, no, nothing like this, though. They no, were missing this their is, quarterback last year for three games. They went right, two, and McCoy two, went two and one. one. Right. You know? I mean, I, they, the, 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 the quarterback's the most important position out there. They went a whole month without their starting quarterback, and they still Man, won two Do you ever remember games. it this bad? Left tackle, left guard, center, all out, running Hudson back, missing out. some games. Games. I remember D Hop obviously missed all those games at the end of the year. Um, I remember, of course, Max Williams tore out his knee. You know, and they went out and got Zach Ertz. They had to go make that move there. Oh, they drafted that, that rookie tight end who's been playing so much lately. <laughs> that was not, not last year. They didn't do that. Um, no, I'm not using. Uh, look, I'm not using the injuries as an excuse either because I think ultimately every team has to deal with them. You just have to figure it out. Just figure it out. You have to deal with it. it, it that's that's the NFL. The, unless you're the Vikings. Yeah, they're the only ones who don't. Apparently, they made a deal with the devil they somewhere. Did. They don't they have to deal with somebody. But, but teams have to deal with it, and fans just aren't interested in this guy was I hurt saw or Bud that guy Grant in the press box. I think Bud Grant might have been like, Lord, <laughs> listen, give me this. You know, I'm getting up there in years. Give me this one year. No injuries. All right, so Hard Knocks is coming. Perfect timing, he says sarcastically. Hard Knocks will make its debut next Wednesday on HBO and HBO Max. Cliff Kingsbury was asked yesterday if he notices the Hard Knocks cameras. This was actually a really funny answer from Cliff. No, I, they do a great job of kind of um, laying in the shadows, and you, you don't notice it much, almost to a, to a fault. You'll say some things that maybe could get you canceled and have to kind of give them the, okay, that's out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's 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 not. It doesn't interrupt anything. They do a great job with it. I think that's so funny. This, you kind of have to give them the, hey, uh, that, that, yeah, 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 that's yeah. not going to make the cut, that right? Makes, that gets on TV. I ain't gonna be coaching this team. Much to get <laughs> I'd be canceled. Is he looking forward to seeing it? Yeah, I hate watching myself do anything, so I won't, won't watch it. But I, I am excited for fans to see the type of people we have. I know they do some behind the scenes with families and um, stories of, of kind of origin stories and things like that. And we have some great stories on our team. I, I'm gonna bring this up because I heard Bigley Murata talk about this. They don't like to hear themselves talk. Is that, is that odd? We talk for a living. They were talking about the hard knocks thing, Big Leo Murata. And they were like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like to ever hear myself on a commercial or anything like that. Bigley said the same thing. Um, I don't like to hear myself on a commercial. What we're doing now, I'm fine. Okay. I could go back and listen to an air check of the show and, and not have much of a problem with it. On a commercial, for some reason, I... Like if I'm in the car, I'm Dave and, Burns. And, get your hair cut at bees. You don't, you don't like hearing I'm that. In the, I, I'm in the car and I hear that. I will often go, ooh, yeah, no, I don't like that. Really? I don't like, yeah, a little bit. 
A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But like this? Hmm. I can listen back. You, oh, well, I, we don't have to ask you if you love the sound of your own voice. Oh, God. I'm not saying I love the sound. It just doesn't well, bother we, me. We don't. We don't. It just we, doesn't bother so the, me. The fact that you brought this up is confirmation oh, of what we has all nothing to do with the price of I'm not like that. I'm humble. <laughs> I just never like you talk for a living. Like if you like if you hear a commercial of yourself, you don't like to hear it or not a for promo. Nothing. Can you believe there are guys at this radio station who don't like the sound of their own voice, who can't hear themselves? I can't believe it. I can't understand it. Gambo gets home after a long day of doing Burns and Gambo to put on the Burns and Gambo podcast for his drive home. That never happened. How about you guys? You guys, Wait, have, Chelsea, you, guys have you gotta done listen shows? to this part here. What I said here, glorious. Yeah, Chelsea, this part's funny. Uh, listen to me, honey. That's your man right there. That's your man. You asked the yeah. you guys sounding your voice? Yes, no, Mitch. Does it bother you? I, I I already hate the sound of my voice, but I know I'm trying to get into a talk position for a living, so I guess I have to get used to it. But in that sense, yes, I'm not gonna listen to a commercial of myself speaking. That's you'll turn weird. it off? What about you, Eric? I I listen to myself only to critique myself, so I get really hard on myself, so I end up not liking it. Wow, I'm just like the only guy at the station. I don't really. No, no, no. I, like, like I'll listen to the show. Oh, because like Eric, I like listening to shows to. Okay, I got to do this better. I got to do that better. Critique myself. You know, air check, whatever. There's just something about the commercials that that it just. I'm in the car and and my voice comes blaring through the speakers. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I turn it up, roll down the windows. Hey, you hear that guy? Hey, hear that That's guy. me. That's me. Yeah, how you doing? That's me. How you doing? Hey, come hey. next to me. 98 yeah. 7. That's me. You're yeah. going to hear me. You know yeah, why? Because I'm Gambo. See the guy next to me with his window rolled down. I put it on full blast. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that's a great dad. No, I don't do that. I totally don't do that. I'm just teasing. I swear I don't. I've never done that. I've played music I loud, know. but that's I've never. A, that's a really weird example for you to just randomly come up with. No, Sounds I heard to me Bickley like... and Mar- No, it's not weird. I heard Bickley and Murata talking about it. Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch here? Hard Knocks? Yeah, I think we have to. I think it's. I think in some ways it's part of our job. Oh, no, I, I, I to critique. You know, to yeah, see. yeah. Uh, do you want to? I mean, yeah, like, I, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, because it's the local team. Yeah, sure, I do. Okay. I want to watch it. I do too. I'm it's not, not a chore for me. I want to watch it. I'm not a huge Hard Knocks fan. I, I watched it in the beginning I, and I just kind of lost it over was, the years. If it was but, a different team, I wouldn't watch. Yeah, but it's the Cardinals. I mean, you're right. We have to watch it for our jobs. I'll give you that. But I want to watch it. I I, I want to. I yeah. want to see what's going on. Oh, we have to watch everything for our jobs. Uh, we do. That's what we do. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, is there a potential upset brewing in Tempe on Saturday? Some think maybe. That's next, Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. Yeah, we got breaking news. The Brooklyn Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving. They have. They have indeed. Okay. At least five games, according to the statement they released. Quote, over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions, which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. Uh, We believe that taking the path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one. We were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say 
say that he has no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify such failure to disavow anti-Semitism when given a clear opportunity to do so is deeply disturbing against the values of our organization and constitutes conduct detrimental to the team. Accordingly, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. So that means that they will not accept him back unless he that's exactly unless he comes with a heartfelt apology. We have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impact of his conduct and the suspension period. Such a defiant son of a gun. You know, I just don't like like less. How much money did he lose not getting vaccinated last year? Tons, millions. Like, listen, I respect your I, I respect everybody and their decision to do what they want to do, whether they want to get it or not but he did the rule there were rules in play and he didn't get vaccinated and he he, he said listen my beliefs this is what i believe in i'm not going to get vaccinated and he lost tens of millions of dollars because of it he lost a lot of money but this i mean this is a lot different than that this is this is more of of the of the hate um look if, if you whether you believe in the vaccine or don't right that's your opinion but uh, the the anti-semitic hate is something that the league can't stand for and the nets can't stand for so i believe that absolutely doing the right thing here in suspending him and try to work with him to uh, to get him back on the court because their ultimate goal is to probably get him back on the court in the right manner jay crowder landry shamit and Dario Shirts and three first-round picks. Who says no? Who says no? Give me it again. <laughs> Jay Crowder. Ten. Dario Shirts. Twenty. And Landry Shamit. You need more money. What do I need to get to? Yeah, what Durant, is he, like Kevin 30, Durant's at 36? I think you need more money. I thought I was getting to like 32. I thought I could get to like within 75%. You got to get, yeah, he's at 43 million. Oh, he's at 43. Oh, yeah, you got to get more money. More. Okay, more money. Yeah, he's at 43 million this year. I'll work on it. You got to get to like 30 something million dollars. Okay. Who says no? Gambo says no. I say no. no. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. All right, I'll listen to you on that one. That's the breaking news coming out of the NBA. There are, we have a lot of respect here on the Burns and Gambo show for a particular writer. um, And, his name is John Wilner. He's a Pac-12 insider for the San Jose Mercury News. We've had him on the show many, many times. He's calling a shot this weekend. He's saying ASU is going to beat UCLA. Ooh, here we go. And, and he's actually saying ASU is going to go to a bowl game this year because they'll find a way to win three out of their last four games and that UCLA will be one of those games. That they'll, they'll, they'll get there. There are some people who believe that UCLA should be on a list little bit of upset alert this week, yeah. given what ASU did to Oregon and kind of derailing their hopes not that long ago. Yeah, I think that, you know, beating Washington, having the, you know, playing as well as they did offensively against a bad Colorado team. And, you know, how good is UCLA? Okay, they were number 12 in the first college football ranking that was just released. So they can't have another loss if they want to get to the playoffs. They can't have another loss. They're all, they're okay now. This is going to be the first time they're playing as a top 10 team since November of 2000. 2014. 
Okay, first time as a top 10 team in the AP rankings since 2014. So ASU could literally knock UCLA out of a potential playoff if they beat them. These two teams are both built on the running game with uh, Valade and Charbonneau. They're both dominant running backs that can really dominate the game. Now you got Trenton Bourget, who, who was terrific last week, and you've got Aguado calling the plays, and Chip Kelly. It may Thanks for what could be a really exciting game. Potentially, yeah. And it was, uh, I couldn't remember the exact year. Everything's kind of a blur with COVID. It was 2019. Oregon came into Sun Devil Stadium. They had one loss. They were ranked sixth. They had an elite quarterback. They were thinking about the playoffs, and they lost. And they lost. And they and they lost to Jaden Daniels and ASU in, a, yeah. in what was thought to be a launching pad-type moment for the program. Now, I don't think anybody thinks that yeah. about ASU now. No, you know what it could be, though? Hmm. It could be the icing on the cake and keeping Iguana as the well, head coach. 100%. Oh, absolutely. You beat UCLA and Washington and Kyle. would be three in his last four games he would have won. Yeah. And the only game he lost he probably should have won and that was that Stanford game. But if he, three out of four with wins against a top 10 team and then another top 25 team, I think you might be punching Iguana's card to be the head coach if he wins this game. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a great moment for him and certainly if Wilner's right and they end up winning three of their last four and getting to a bowl game, I think that solidifies it all. I, I think Sean Aguano would be the next head permanent head coach of ASU football for I've the I've spoken with people future. at ASU even yesterday. I spoke with somebody at ASU. It's like, you know, he's got a shot. He has a shot. They're playing well. He's going to be a, 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 a tireless recruiter to get kids to come here and play from. I mean, I... If they, now they he may still get the job even if they lose this game, but if they win this game, man, you're gonna have a hard time telling him no. You're not gonna be the head coach. I think had they won the Stanford game, there'd be a lot more conversation about Iguano being the permanent guy. Like that was a, that was a hard loss to take. You know, you, you gave up 15 points and you lost, right? You scored you touchdowns. You, you didn't on give up a touchdown. Two early possessions. You didn't give up a single touchdown and you, and you lost the game. And that, that was a tough one to swallow for them, but to bounce back with that. Now you, UCLA with Chip Kelly. Now I've already seen where Chip Kelly is complaining about the kickoff time. It's late. He wants it earlier in the day. I didn't dive too deep into that story, but I saw a headline about that today. Um, UCLA, it's a big game for them. A lot on the line, and they got to be a careful not to trip on the one that everyone assumes is the gimme. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show on this Thursday afternoon, we turn our attention back to the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks, and maybe the biggest challenge facing the Cardinals this weekend comes in a rookie running back who's running all dudes over. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show.